Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the second episode of Growing With Love. I'm your host, Monica. Welcome to the show. I just want to say thank you for all the love and support that y'all have shown me since the first episode. I've gotten so many messages with not only great feedback, but also um, just a lot of support and love. So thank y'all for creating this community with me. Um, After I put out the first podcast I have had such a hard time creating the second one because I was like oh shit I'm really doing this like this is for real and I realized that I had committed (laughs) to being vulnerable and it sounded a lot better on paper (laughs) than it does actually diving into you know my soul and my psyche or my just my energy body and bringing out pieces that I feel called to talk about. But nonetheless, we are here. My body continues to bring me here to speak um, as it does in other spaces as well and just to participate in in the space that I've created. So we're going to talk about vulnerability today and the power that vulnerability has. Um, If you're like me, you might have grown up feeling like being vulnerable made you weak, having emotions made you weak, crying made you weak. And, you know, hopefully as you've gotten older, you've realized that that's not necessarily the case. Um, It took me a really long time. Mind you, I'm only 25. So I'm not out here acting like I'm 90 years old and have lived like a full life to really know how this shit works. But I created this podcast to be sort of like, a timeline of just a human growing um, and learning about the world and themselves in a new way as they age. And I am that person. So whether, you know, you're 19, 20, older than that, wherever you may be in your journey, um, like I said, I'm not here to tell you what to do or what's the right way, but this is just how I'm figuring shit out, being in this space. Um But anyways, yeah, it took me a really long time to kind of crack that code of the power of vulnerability and not be so scared of it. Obviously, I still am in some ways, uh, especially when it's at the scale that this is, right? Because putting something out there that makes me be seen by who knows who's going to see it is scary. And I know that I wanted to talk about vulnerability because that's really what it was bringing up inside me, this discomfort with having to show myself in new ways and to show y'all like, this is who I am, you know, take it or leave it, but this is just me, you know. Um, It can be a little embarrassing, you know, if you don't fuck with me and I get like a negative message, how is that going to affect me? But what about all the positive messages I've received? And the way that I know that I'm somehow in alignment is the fact that this is a challenge for me, but it is a challenge that I'm still continuously choosing to show up to. And I feel like if my body is allowing me to feel safe in this discomfort, that's how I'm in alignment. Um, so shout out to my partner for bringing that up and being like, you know, 
if you're challenging yourself, that means you're in alignment. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, but it's mostly because I feel safe in the challenge that I'm diving into. Um, anyways, a big part of, you know, being vulnerable and being seen is the fact that like we get scared of rejection. We get scared of, you know, ridicule, of being shamed, of not being accepted. And I think I had this moment in eighth grade where it really taught me that, you know, people and connecting to people could potentially be harmful and cause me pain. Um, I remember, you know, a group of girls like surrounding me on the playground when I was in eighth grade or like on the field at our school and like calling me names. Um, I have a pretty good idea of like why they were all bullying me, but to this day, I don't really know why. Um, and these were people that I thought were, well, at least some of them I thought were my friends. And I thought they knew me in a way where they wouldn't do that to me. Like they would know that I was a good person and all these things. And that just wasn't the case. Um, And I don't really know how many people were. I felt like it was the whole school at that time. But it really scarred me for up until now. Um, And I realized that before that moment, I was really friendly and really open to meeting new people and really confident and putting myself out there. And in that moment, those girls really shamed me for that. Um, One in particular that I remember that I thought I was friends with. And you know, they called me like annoying. And you know, the only reason they talked to me was because of this and that. And it's so interesting, because even bringing this up, it's, it's bringing up some shame for me, because I have to acknowledge, like this really negative experience that made me feel othered. And somehow, that voice in me wants to not talk about it. So I don't continue to feel othered, because it's embarrassing to acknowledge being bullied um despite that possibly being a universal experience in some ways or not but I think that I have been putting myself in situations where I've been having to confront these voices of these people that I have held on to for so long uh, because I'm really trying to overcome them And I didn't choose like, this is what I'm going to overcome. It's just kind of this pattern that I'm seeing in the voices that I'm hearing when I'm trying to do this podcast and I'm creating these ideas and trying to execute them. And then I'm like, fuck, this, this isn't it. Or I like stop myself because I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to sound like I'm trying to know it all. I don't want to... I don't want to have too many eyes on me Um, or when I'm in dance and I feel like I got the moves, but I don't have the confidence because every time I look in the mirror, I hear these voices that are telling me like, you can't do it like that. Or, you know, like things about me 
not being in the right body or like, you know, being pretty enough to show myself in these ways. And it's interesting because I'm still choosing to show up. I'm still choosing to show up to those dance classes, to the dance team practices, which I will eventually like perform these dances. I'm still choosing to show up to, you know, these classes where I'm learning about ancient practices that are really important to me and I think to the world. And I'm still showing up here to talk to all of you about the things that I feel inspired to talk about. And the thing is, is that despite me getting a lot of affirmations from everyone else, there's something inside me that hasn't yet accepted these perceptions that other people have of me, even the positive ones, right? It's so much easier for us to accept the negative things that people have said about us or that we say about ourselves than the good things. And that just gets so exhausting, right? It makes life feel so heavy. It keeps us from trying things that we think we might enjoy. It keeps us from experiencing abundance and love. It can keep us from creating friends and community. And, you know, through these experiences that I continue to challenge myself to be vulnerable, I'm finding community in that. I'm deepening the friendships that I have by opening up about how I'm feeling, these things that I'm processing, these thoughts that are going through my mind as I navigate this new space of being seen because I want to be seen for me, not because I want people to see me, but because I see myself and doing things that I feel are calling me, you know, that feel in alignment with where I'm going and what I want to do. And there's vulnerability in committing to being seen um, because I also went through that process where I was like, fuck, I don't want to share anything with these people about me, but that's what this space is for, right? And so let's talk about the power of vulnerability and what it can bring you because I think that's what I really hope that y'all take away from this podcast, or at least this episode, is that vulnerability doesn't make us weak. It makes us powerful. It gives us the opportunity to experience the most beautiful things in this life if we allow it. Yeah, sometimes it can be hurt, like hurtful, like we can get hurt by it because people don't accept our vulnerability, or they invalidate it, or they just don't understand it. But we can get up and choose to be vulnerable again. And Eventually, that's what allows us to create deep connections with one another and also create more compassion and acceptance where, for where people are at. And I want to give this example of, you know, creating friends. As we get older, it is hard to create friends and you have to kind of put yourself out there. It's almost like you're dating, right? But somehow we've become like grown accustomed to rejection and pain when it comes to romantic relationships, but platonic relationships, like sometimes, at least in my experience, I have really tried to keep people at a distance. Um, 
to protect myself from the pain that I feel when I lose a friend. And it's interesting because, you know, sometimes you fall off with friends or things don't work out or you realize that it might not be the healthiest connection from you. And I've had people tell me that, you know, they thought I didn't care or that it just seems like I got over these situations so easily um, or that I just dropped people at certain times of my life. But like there was a really long grieving process when I finally choose to separate myself from people that I love, especially platonic friendships, more than romantic relationships. Um, They both hurt very deeply anyways, but, you know, we need friends. I can't just rely on the person I'm with to be all that I need and just provide everything for me. I do want my partner to be my friend, but at the end of the day, I also want a community outside of that person and I want them to have one for themselves because there are just certain things that, you know, we want to talk about with other people, whether it's insights, whether it's experiences, or it's just healthier to have that weight distributed instead of keeping it with just one person. That's a lot of weight for them to carry, to be your everything. Um, And I just don't subscribe to that idea. But, you know, as I was getting older, I was realizing that I didn't have people that I really considered my friends in my life. I realized I had a lot of people I partied with. I had a lot of people I, you know, that let me do like, I don't know, encourage my toxic behavior because we were all just in that realm. They're not at fault and neither am I. But I didn't have anybody that really wanted to go deeper with me. And I really wanted that. I craved that. I craved that depth of knowing someone and experiencing them and loving them for who they are. Um, Because I also wanted someone to experience me And give me the space and time to show them who I was deeply and to love me for who I am. Um, And so I kind of took on this idea that, you know, I'm good on my own. And it made me sad when I would really think about it. But on the outward side, it was like, no, like, I can do things on my own. I can get through this life on my own. A lot of that also had to do with the fact that I didn't really trust people. I didn't trust men. (laughs) And I really didn't trust women. I felt like a lot of the experiences that I had with women in my life were not only toxic, but harmful. And um, I just dealt with a lot of mean girls. So I just didn't even want to get close to them. I didn't trust them. And so the first thing that I had to do was really get vulnerable with myself and create a relationship with myself, right? And allow myself to be like, hey, where are these feelings coming from where I wish I had like a close group of friends like and girlfriends and things like this that's really keeping me from pursuing that. And a lot of it was this feeling of, you know, what if I'm not enough to be able to create these relationships? Or what if I'm too different? Or what if 
it just doesn't work out for me. And I really just wanted to open myself up to, you know, healthy relationships that were going to challenge me and were going to give me space to be seen for all that I was and to love me in that space. And it didn't just come overnight, you know, like I had to challenge myself to go out into spaces that I was avoiding. I had to challenge myself to, you know, see if I vibed with somebody and then be like, hey, like, I really want to get to know you more. Um, or I really want to be your friend. Can can we hang out outside of this? Or can we hang out again? And through those experiences, you know, I have been able to create such a beautiful community of strong people and vulnerable people and kind people that have really given me such beautiful experiences of like of love and of friendship and really remind me of the joys of being able to be alive and we need that right we need community we need somebody well multiple people (laughs) to be able to you know not only be there for us but for us to pour love into too um I have two friends that are so dear to my heart, uh, Betty and Gabby, and we bring each other flowers, we'll call each other randomly, like we'll go out to eat and check in. Gabby texts me every day almost telling me that she loves me and that she's thinking of me. And it's literally like I'm also dating these two people, but platonically. And... Betta and Gabby have been, like, I don't know, being their friend has healed me in so many ways. Them being my friend has been so healing, just by them being them. And they've taught me how to be a better human, (laughs) how to be a better partner, how to be a better friend. And just being around them has inspired me and reminded me of just love, you know? I have so much love for them, and they have so much love for me, and it's just such a beautiful experience every time we're together, whether it's one-on-one or all three of us. um, I feel so grateful and blessed that I met them, but I'm also so grateful and proud of myself that I allowed myself to be vulnerable to be able to experience this and to have our relations deepen, our relationships deepen as time goes on by, you know, going deeper into that vulnerability and just holding space for one another and also holding each other accountable and just, I don't know, like platonically dating each other. It's so awesome. Like, what the heck? I really feel like being friends with Betta and Gabby really upped my standards of what I needed from a partner too. Because if my homegirls are buying me flowers all the time and chocolates and bringing me food and tea when I'm sick or just like buying me little things when they're thinking about me, then why isn't my partner doing that? Like, let's be for real. But thank goodness I do have a partner who does do that. And he's also my biggest support system. 
but for a while now, been dating for like a year, it was so hard for me to really dive deep into being vulnerable with him and showing him parts of myself and past versions of myself because it's scary, right? Like, what if he thinks I'm fucking crazy? What if, you know, he doesn't love me anymore? Or like, what if something is wrong with me or (laughs) things like that, right? And um, with the work of my therapist, shout out to my therapist, Evelyn, she's the best. um, I really just came to the conclusion that these are also aspects of myself that I had to learn to forgive and love and accept. Um, And it's interesting because there were some aspects of myself that I shared with him that I was able to do that before. And some that after sharing them with him, I was able to find love for that aspect of myself or, you know, space that I was in. And it's still scary to open up to him in some ways and trust him with these versions of me just like it's sometimes scary to open up to my friends about things too but it's such a beautiful release and experience when you're seen for who you are and still loved and we all deserve that as human beings um and I feel like the more I allow myself to be vulnerable, whatever the outcome may be, the more integrity I'm building with myself and trust I'm building with myself, not to like expect that these other people that react to me or respond to me are going to respond the way I want to or react the way that I want to, because that's not always the case, but that I trust myself enough to be vulnerable and know that I have my back at the end of the day too Um, and that I'm not letting my fears control my life and create just a really hurtful cycle of wanting to be heard and seen and loved but being too scared to give myself the opportunity for that to happen And it's a process, you know, a process I'm still working through. And this is now a record of that. (laughs) But I hope you all, you know, give yourself some space or opportunities to be more vulnerable, to be soft, to, to extend kindness to yourself as you go through this process of understanding what it means to be vulnerable, but also, you know, not giving up if at some point you're vulnerable and it doesn't work out how you thought because there's power in just letting someone see you and most of all you're building a relationship with yourself that you love yourself enough to allow yourself to be seen thank you so much for joining me on the second episode of growing with love i hope you know It can bring you some guidance, bring you some peace, bring you some understanding, bring you some insight, whether that's of what to do or what not to do. But most of all, you know, I hope in some way it's showing you that 
the way we were kind of maneuvering in the world hasn't always been the best, but there's ways to come back to ourselves and still allow ourselves to experience the world in a way that is so meaningful and deep and loving. And thank you for holding space for my vulnerability. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week or day, whatever you want. And I will see y'all next time. All right. Bye, y'all.